Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It is. Yeah, it's very pieced together. It's not like we all sat down and just like rocked out on a tune and then that was the thing. And then we sat in the same room and recorded it. It's very separate. But I think that we're so on the same page musically that that's why it works so well. And I'm like amazed. Well, because I've I've been writing songs for a while and I've co-written with a lot of different people um, and enjoyed it. But like I've never had such an easy time with two people like if I give them a verse and a chorus and ask them to write a bridge I always love the bridge or you know if I give them something and they add something to it like a horn line or change some of the chords like I always love it it's so I I trust them a lot musically and respect them a lot musically that was Amber Navrin I'm Sam Fragoso this is Talk Easy welcome to the show Child is the brainchild of three talented musicians, Amber Navrin, Max Burke, and Andres Matson. The group, which began in 2011-2012, was formed at USC. In the beginning, they would play with each other in the dorms, testing out sounds and styles, coming together in a way young creative people do in their 20s. No pretense, just passion. Together, they describe their music as part neo-soul and part jazz. Sonically, their horn section is reminiscent of Chet Baker, and Amber's voice has an Erica Badu smoothness to it. They've received praise from their influences like Stevie Wonder, Tyler the Creator, and Robert Glasper. There's a reason for that. From the start, they put out good music. In 2012, it was a record called Be Free, and in 2015, it was Please Rewind. We'll scatter tracks from those records throughout the interview. Just recently, though, they dropped their latest work of art, called Voyager. When I sat down with Amber last year, it was before this record had come out but she was excited about it being made. And talking to any musician or any artist in the midst of creating something new is always fascinating. We're going to be sure to have on Max and Address in the future. But for now, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amber Navarin. i 
So thank you for letting me in your home. Yeah, this thanks is for like, coming. This has been, like I was saying, the whole coming into people's home and arranging this setup is... Yeah, uh, it's a great setup. Yeah, thank you. It's a great home. Um, so Seattle. Seattle. What happens in Seattle? Seattle's the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the first time I've ever heard anyone call Seattle the bomb. Yeah? Not because they don't like it. It's just because the bomb is not a phrase. Oh. I hear that often anymore. <laughs> You're bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I grew up north of Seattle, like half an hour. Okay. And What is that like? It's beautiful. Is it, like, is it scenic? and? It's like a suburb, but with so many trees. <laughs> Did you go down so. into the city often? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what happens? Like, I, I've never been to Seattle. Yeah. What is middle school like in Seattle? <laughs> Rainy. <laughs> is it always? Is that that's the only? Okay, that's, so they say, so it rains a certain number of days see, out of the year. I know that. It's a majority of days, right? But some days it'll just like drizzle in the morning okay. and then just be cold. But okay. it's not like it's pouring all the time. So it like rained that day, but yeah. So, But the summers are so beautiful. I've been going back like in the summer and... Just I'm like, why don't I live here? <laughs> do you, do you want to go back and live in there? Um, I know, just because like I really like the people here in LA, mm. and I've been here a while. I like where I live and stuff. Did but. you not like the people in Seattle? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I left in my senior year, you know, to go to college. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't like live in Seattle on my own. I never. Mm. So, what were you like in middle school? Um, <laughs> I played in the band. Was was music like immediately like dominating your life? I actually didn't want to join the band. I wanted because you couldn't take art and band. Oh, okay. I was really into drawing when I was little. <laughs> but the, you're laughing about that. The rule. Well, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but I just like doing it. Uh, the rule at my middle school is that you, if you're going to do band, you had to do it in sixth grade. That was the only time you could join. So my parents were like, "You have to just try it. Like this is the only time you can try it." Were your parents musicians? No, but my grandma was a music teacher, and my grandpa was really into jazz. So I said, okay. <laughs> and I tried, uh, I started on clarinet and then picked up the saxophone a year later and kind of did both all through middle school and high school. When were you comfortable doing it and like happy that you made that choice? Um, was it immediate? Like, yeah, yeah. And my parents were like, oh, you can quit after a semester if you hate it. You right. know, you just have to try it. And I loved it immediately, so I stuck with it. Uh, who were the musicians that you were listening to, like in sixth grade and seventh grade, that were inspiring you? Well, my grandpa sent, as soon as he found out I was playing the saxophone, he sent me his favorite saxophone players, like uh, three or four CDs. Uh, so he sent me Best of Duke Ellington. Right. And Take Five, Dave Brubeck, yeah. and Girl from Ipanema, Stan Getz. Yeah, see, these are these. I think those are the. To me, that's those are the people. That was like the entryway into jazz for me. Yeah, totally. Which was around actually the, around seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, is when I got introduced to those. Yeah, and then we had at the library there were a bunch of jazz CDs, so I would go and just like check out ten CDs at a time and. Did you try showing that music to your friends? There's actually a big jazz scene, like a high school jazz scene in Seattle oh, really? area. Okay. Um, my high school was not one of the like crazy good high schools, but there was like a community of people who were really into it. Mm -hmm. So I found those people and. Well, because I remember showing, so I showed like I showed like Coltrane mm -hmm. to a few people. Do you know that the album where he does the duets with Johnny Hartman? That's the best. It's it's. it's it's one so of the best good. albums I think ever. <laughs> I love that album. I remember album. showing that. I showed it to a friend, and they're like, "Yeah, really? This is fun." Uh. And then I showed it to my, <laughs> I, showed, I showed it to my mom. Was, I I don't know why I remember this. I haven't thought about this in so long. But we were driving home from dinner, mm -hmm. and we had gotten into a fight uh -huh. at dinner. It was like kind of spiraling, and it led its way into the car. I was like, you know, what? I don't want to talk. I just, mm. I'm just gonna play this song. <laughs> I just want to hear music right now. I don't want to talk. Yeah. Um, and she hates when I do that. Uh, and I put it on and she said, I think she just said it because she was mad at me. She said, it's too slow. Oh, <laughs> it's 
so beautiful. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> How dare you? I thought you were going to say it like mended the whole situation. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that's my, that album to me, just like, no matter how you feel. No matter, yeah, I know. You put it on and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's all good. Everything's fine after that. Yeah. I think I that was that my goal, but yeah. she wasn't having it that yeah. night. Yeah. No, she wasn't having it. Yeah. So when you were showing music to people, they were like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, the people that, yeah. I don't know that I really shared a lot of, we, we didn't really talk about like. You didn't talk about music? I mean, you did, but I mean, it wasn't until college when everyone was like, oh, what are you listening to? Or like, what are you checking out? Right. Or have you heard this? Or you should definitely have heard this already. <laughs> right. That, there's a lot of that. That's when, yeah, there's a lot of that. I got, I got tired of that shit. <laughs> Me too. I was like, look, man. <laughs> I'm trying my best to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In high school, didn't did you have like a group of friends that were all into music? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so what were you in high school? Were you like a, the very talented, like soon-to-be musician going to college? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was very involved in band, so yeah. jazz band and went ensemble and yeah. It sounds like it was your life. Yeah. Like you woke up listening to Miles Davis and went to bed. <laughs> I listened to other stuff too. In yeah, did you? Yeah. What else were you listening to? You know, my favorite music now I didn't discover until I got to college. What's so, that? like D'Angelo, Eric Badu, Jill Scott, Emily King. That's exactly when I discovered. That's yeah. I, I'd never heard any of them. So I was listening to like John Mayer, Stevie Wonder, yeah. James Taylor, Michael Jackson. There's a which weird, is great. There's a weird parallel here that like. Yeah. I listened to all of those people in high school, and I listened to D'Angelo and Badu freshman year of college. Yeah, that's when I was like, this is what music is, you know. This is what, this is what it's <laughs> like, supposed to be. Where have you been? Yeah. And then one of my friends showed me Tower of Power, like my senior year of high uh-huh. school, and I was like, this, yeah, this, where, where has this music been? So, hmm. anyway. When you heard, like, Voodoo or Mama's Gun or mm-hmm. freshman year, as a musician, what was your response? Like, I'm fascinated by that. Because someone who, like, doesn't really do music... I love it. I love it maybe more than anything, but I just felt like it was a whole new world that I had yeah. missed. Yeah. I Well, my first response is just to like have it on repeat forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my roommate hated how much I did Really? That. Oh, oh yeah. you can't get sick of that album. Yeah, that but was... I'm kind of one of those, I, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people who put a song on that I like and I'll play it a hundred times yeah. a day. No, totally. Because I need to hear it. I don't know why. I just need to like, it needs to be in here. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. healthy? I think I do that. Okay. Okay. Well, then we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then after that, I was like, where, what other music have I been missing out on? Mm. So I just, we had a lot of like music swapping hangs where everybody would come before Spotify or anything. Right. We'd come and like bring our hard drives and get everybody's music. That's and great. Then, yeah. We would listen together. And when you heard that freshman year, were you like, oh, I got to make stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what, what, what was music like in college? What, what were you doing? You're at USC. Um, yeah, I went there to, to study jazz saxophone. Okay. And I wasn't singing or songwriting at that point. Just baffling to me. I just... Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, I went think. to college to be a jazz saxophonist. <laughs> I know. Were you, then, not, were you not singing in high school either? No. No, I didn't sing. I just played. So when did you just... like Were you someone who so just sang in the shower type there thing? Were, there were like... At USC, the, the jazz program was kind of small, and there's like a big songwriting community there. So all of my friends were writing songs, most of them with words. And they would come into my practice room and be like, show me what you've been writing. And I'd be like, oh, shit, I need to write something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just started writing, and then I would write songs with words, and then I would sing them. And I was like, maybe I should try doing this. Yeah. So I feel like... I'm kind of late to the singing game, but I've been learning more and more about the voice and I love it. So, Did people tell you at the moment you started singing, like, wow, you, you're really fucking good at this? No. <laughs> really? There was not, there, I don't know. <laughs> what, what was the response? Like? I don't think I was very good at it when I first started. No? You know, I feel like, I mean, I played the saxophone, so like I know I can hear yeah. stuff. You don't think you're good though? Um, well, you know, I had to control my voice. So like the first show I ever sang at was probably pretty bad. What show you was know? that? <laughs> I did a song, actually, or a show with my roommate, Ellie. We 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 did a show my sophomore year and her freshman year of all the songs we had written. Oh. And 
yeah, so it was it was fun. That was the first time I had like sung at a was show. Was the show at the college? Yeah, it was at the coffee house at USC. Oh, look so. at that. <laughs> and that were, there, were there people there? Huh? Were there people there? Our friends were there. Yeah. yeah just our friends. Yeah. Yeah, so it was fun. What was your songwriting like back then? It was like anybody who first starts songwriting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like pretty cheesy words because you're like just kind of getting it all out. Cheesy words. You know, like the first lyrics you ever write are, I feel like they're more obvious or they're like, you don't try as hard or, mm. I don't know. I feel like the more lyrics I write, the more. Dynamic. Yeah. Right. The, the more creative I, I've been trying to be with it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried, you know, a bunch of different styles of like more folky or more jazzy or more R&B until I found Max and Andres. So they, you found them at USC? Yeah. So I released an EP my junior year. Which is pretty, like, that's pretty good. We just like, you know, we just recorded it. It was just you? It was just you? Yeah, it was EP? all my songs. Okay. And how did you record it? You had the equipment or you like I rented? had a friend who's had a studio at his parents' house. Oh, And perfect. he was like a recording student, so he was trying to learn too. Right. So he recorded for me for pretty cheap. And yeah, we all drove down to his parents' house and like did one session for the band and one session for the vocals, and then that was it. I'm fascinated in that drive there. Like you're driving down to do this first, like your first thing on. Yeah, I was studying for finals. <laughs> <laughs> I remember That's like terrible. bringing books with me your textbook yeah and because i was just singing scratch vocals yeah, right, at okay. that thing <laughs> and so i was just sitting in the control room like singing in the talkback mic so they knew where they were and like reading through my <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then and then we all just like you know it was a hang afterward but. right so your mind was like both in school and also yeah doing the thing you were going to do outside of school yeah well i didn't know it was just like it seemed like the next mm. step so, yeah, my friend and I both released EPs, Christine Donaldson. She's mm. a beautiful singer. And then we planned a West Coast tour. She's from the Bay. Max is from Portland, and I'm from Seattle. Yeah. And so we just, like, stayed at our parents' houses and drove up the coast with our friends. Yeah. How did you book those gigs? Just emailing. I did a bunch of research online of, like, places we could play. Right. And then I also emailed a ton of high schools and middle schools and offered to do like clinics at there <laughs> and charge oh. for the clinics. Oh, and yeah? then that's how we paid for gas was like the, the clinic money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the shows, it was just like our friends and family that came out, but it was a really fun road trip. Like all of our friends, we had a lot of days off in between yeah. and we, so this is you going into senior year of college. Yeah. And so that's when I took Max and Andres with, with me. They were the horn section for both bands. Right. Your band. And then, and Christine's band. Christine's so band. it was like it was like one band and then Christine and I would just switch off. Right. So Max and Andres and I drove up in my car and everybody else was in this big van that Christine's dad owned. That's perfect. <laughs> and so we were just like, you know, you drive all the way up the coast twenty four hours or whatever. And we were we realized like we loved all the same music and were you guys just blasting music in the car? Yeah, just like oh, rocking it's... out. And it's great because, you know, everybody has their favorite jams. Yeah, right. But then, like, you listen to your own stuff so much, and then you give somebody else, you know, the iPhone or whatever, and right. it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> where did all these awesome songs come yeah. from? I think it's one of, the, one of my favorite things to do in, in the car is just, or not even just car, but, like, at my house, just showing someone something I love, yeah. a song or an album, because it feels weirdly different like when you're showing it to yeah. someone because I, I think there's like an added pressure like god i really hope they like yeah, it yeah exactly I hope, I hope they don't think i'm a crazy person for liking Bodoism. oh no <laughs> never i've had great i've had i've had great responses and then like yeah i don't think so we're not gonna and you know what? that's an indicator i don't know if i can be friends with someone <laughs> if they don't like they just need time they, okay. they just need time to I'll, listen to it and, and i can't say that though that's such an <laughs> asshole thing to say but yeah no, you just need you're just not really mature no, enough that's yet. not what i mean i mean sometimes the first time you hear an album <laughs> it's true you don't love it as much as you love I know, it later. i'm just giving you shit yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what i whenever i give somebody a ride home i always ask them to put the music on yeah because they always play something cool that i haven't heard so. yeah that's always a good move so you're driving up and listening to all this stuff yeah and we decided that's when we decided we would write songs together mm. 
and we wrote a song on tour and then that was like summer break. So then we right. all kind of went back. I went back to Seattle and Max went back to Portland. Right. But we were emailing all summer and I was like writing songs all summer. That's so amazing. And then. So it's like coming together before school's ending. Yeah. So that summer we we did most of the writing for Be Free. And then when we came back in the fall, we started like putting the tracks together and recording the actual songs. And, mm. and then we released Be Free like, I don't know, the next spring. 2012. 2012, yeah. yeah. That's when I graduated. So you recorded it throughout senior year? Yeah, just like in the practice rooms. Are you writing all those songs? It was, so everybody, each song is different. <laughs> so some songs, especially on that album, a lot of those songs were like my songs, and then I gave them to Max and Andres to make a track for. Huh. But then Max and Andres also write like amazing songs too, huh. and so they're always like making beats. What songs were your songs? The Things You Do. Okay. And out of my mind. Yeah. Did people when you did the things you back do back to me? <laughs> yeah, back, that's a great song. The things you do. Did people did like did they know that you were doing the Aretha Franklin? I always said it at shows. Oh, you oh you say it. Announced it. Oh, at you shows. announced that yeah. show. Because oh, okay. you gotta give credit. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. this part of the song is not mine. It's yeah. just like me admiring. It's, but it's such a like it's like maybe twelve, fifteen seconds. Yeah, it's very short. It's like I, but I still stole it from someone. No, so, you totally you know? <laughs> yeah, you totally did. But to me, when when I heard that, I was like, oh, it's not just that you're an original artist. Like, there's an I don't know. You had you had um, a great knowledge of music history. Oh, and, and well, like, <laughs> they all yeah. we all love music. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now each track is either Max or Andres's, and then we all kind of contribute in little ways, like whether it's horn parts or like. Mm-hmm. An interlude or an outro, huh. um, and then, what's tell me about the um, the turn it up song? That's like the, oh, that's like the, was that? That's like the one sort of rappy song on there. That might have been Max's track. Yeah, I think it was. Who's rapping on that? Harry Mac. Okay. So Harry went to USC. He's an incredible drummer, yeah. but he's also an incredible freestyle rapper. And yeah. we actually we had a band in college, like a party band, where we would just play like you know, jazzy groove music. And he would just freestyle the whole time. And he'd just like pick people out of the audience or be like, call out a subject and then freestyle. It was crazy. It was so much fun. So So there was a party band in college. Yeah, yeah. Wherever (laughs) it was. It was so much fun just playing for drunk party people. (laughs) I'm sure they loved it too. We had a good time. There there were a lot of house parties at USC with live music. So, Was the music scene there pretty... um, did you see like a lot of artists that you, besides the people you were working with, artists that you admired or folks you thought were doing something really interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, you know, everybody I went to school with is doing something really cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people I feel like that do music in college and then it, that's like a story when they grow up. Like right. I just, I did music in Sometimes college. Sometimes you find other career yeah. paths, but yeah. yeah. So the Turn It Up song was... I think it's the most different song on that album, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so that came together through the party band. Oh, actually, no. So that was Max's track. That was Max's and, track. Uh, I think. Mm. Yeah. But it was, that's why we asked Harry to do it, because we knew he was a great rapper. And, right. Yeah. No, I think so. it was good. Who wrote Well, What Shall We Do? That was Max, too. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that song, I'll have to ask Max me when yeah. he comes on here. But that song is probably my favorite. In yeah. Terms of, in terms of, oh, it's beautiful. It's really, really. Uh, well, I think also because, admittedly, I listened to that after, like, things didn't work out with someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's the most. I don't know. It's a really good song about relationship fading. Yeah, yeah, it is. And those are Max's words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, this is good. Now I know. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so strange. That's the only track that I didn't write the words to. Yeah. <laughs> and they're beautiful. I, I have other them. ones that you wrote. Oh, no, no, no. That's not yeah, what I mean. I, I, I think know. that <laughs> I, I've been trying to get more help from the guys with the lyric writing because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're great. When you're singing those, it, like, is it different to sing someone else's stuff in comparison to you writing your own stuff? Because I honestly thought... I don't feel that way okay. on that song. Because I can relate to it. And right. it's so pretty. I love singing that song. <laughs> yeah, that song. Because when you it's said... Beautiful. I just assumed you wrote it. Because it felt like... Oh, good. It was you. It, I don't oh, know. Good. I just assumed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're doing your job right then. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. 
Um, so yeah. after Be Free, there's like a few years before the next album. Yeah, we actually finished the album in the fall of 2013. And then we waited. You finished the next one. Please rewind. Okay. Yeah. And we waited because we thought there might be a label that would pick it up. We had some meetings and stuff and then nothing really panned out. So What, what were those meetings like? I mean, what? Just like going into an office and showing our music to people and just, they're like pretty chill. What are they Talking about what the band has done so far. Mm -hmm. and uh, But we had, you know, we'd only released one album and we didn't have that many fans, so. (laughs) Okay, so that's something I wanted to talk to you about is just Be Free is, like, it's it's an incredible, forget like it's your first album, which to do anything even remotely good on the first try is really hard. It's a really good album from beginning to end. Well, thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> thank I, I'm you. not saying that because, <laughs> honestly, all my friends know because I've played it so many goddamn times for them. <laughs> um, and everyone I've shown, no one dislikes it. Yeah. So I guess in my head, I'm, I'm, or what I'm trying to ask is, why do you think there wasn't more of a response? I actually was really surprised by the response that we got. It was like... Great. <laughs> oh, so because we made so Andres did the music for a film student, uh, one of his like school projects, and so the films for free. So the film student did two or three videos for us. Three right. videos. Yeah, those are good videos. Um, yeah. for free. <laughs> yeah, very nice. And we put them online like a few weeks before we released the album, mm-hmm. and like so many people shared it, and oh, we so- got like thousands of views, and we were what you know, like we. We hadn't done anything before. And I think just people on Facebook were sharing and actually checking out what other people were sharing more. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe videos were shared less or I don't know. But we got really lucky and a lot of people kind of passed it around to each other. But you're saying you didn't have a lot of fans. Well, I mean, if you're going to a label. Right. (laughs) You're like, we have 2,000 fans on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) Sign us. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get it. (laughs) Were there... People that you admired that reached out that listened to the album? Yeah. So the big one was uh, Stevie Wonder heard the album and invited how, us. How did, to, he hear, how did he hear that? He has a radio station in LA, KJLH. Oh. And um, one of the DJs on that station, Kevin Nash, showed oh. it to him. So he was, he had heard, found us on YouTube somehow. Right. I don't know. And um, Stevie came into the studio and he was like, you need to check out this band. And he played it for him and he was having his house house full of toys benefit concert mm. that weekend so this was thursday and the concert was saturday and stevie was like they should play so then we got uh, so who called does stevie call you no kevin nash the dj okay. like he emailed us and tweeted at us and facebook messaged us and was like you guys you need to call me <laughs> <laughs> And I thought it was a prank. Right, right, right. Because, like, I had just gone over to Andres' place and, like, was, like, tired and exhausted from finals. And I was like, you know, whatever was yeah. going on. And <laughs> and he, and he was like, it? oh, my God, check out this email. I was like, that's not real. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no way that's real. But then we got, like, all these other messages. Right. And we called him. And he was like, so Stevie Wonder heard your music and he wants you to play at his concert on Saturday. How does and that? We like, how, how does that phone call go? It's just like this is unreal. Right. I, like we got so lucky, you know. Like how did Kevin Nash find our music? I don't know. And how nice was he to show Stevie Wonder? Yeah, you incredible. know, like crazy. And then you know, the House Full of Toys concert has a bunch of opening bands, so there's like ten right. other artists. And so, do you go and meet Stevie at this point? We go, met him after the show. After the yeah, show. Yeah, so. And that's got to be. That was crazy. I, yeah. Well, I mean, Stevie Wonder is like one of yeah, all of our yeah. all-time favorite artists. I so. somehow, I met him one time. Yeah. Um, it was like the fir- one of the first concerts I went to with my mom. Again, uh-huh. my mom keeps coming up here. I and, like that. That's great. She took you to a Stevie Wonder concert? Yeah, yeah. yeah Good yeah. mom. And we happened to be sitting next to... It wasn't even like there were good seats, but they weren't like it wasn't VIP or anything. It was just yeah. like normal seats. And we were sitting next to the brother of his longtime drummer. 
oh, the bed. Great. We just kept talking, and then he's like, "Yeah, do you guys want to come back after uh, backstage oh, after the wow. show?" And that's so nice. We were like, "Yeah, of course we went." Oh, yeah. I, I was, I was, I was young. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. My mom's like, "Yeah, we got to go." Yeah. And so we go back there. There's like Jesse Jackson back there. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, I meet him, and I like shake his hand. And he, but he, it's one of my favorite things is that I remember this so clearly. There's like a long line to like go up to him, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But he's just on his piano. He's on his piano in the back, and he's just playing piano, just and like singing and talking to people. But he yeah. just keeps playing piano. Yeah, you can tell. Like some people just have the bug, and they will just play the entire night. Just, he you loves just, it. You just. You know, it's amazing. And so I went up to him and I was like, hi, hi, hi. I'm like, yeah. like my cracked pubescent voice. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I love you. I love your music. Yeah. And uh, he said, what's your name? I, uh. said, I, I think I said Sam. I hope I said Sam. <laughs> you know? And yeah, we have a photo, which I don't know where the hell that photo is, but that was incredible. Yeah. So I can only crazy. imagine the point of this is you going back to talking to him, mm-hmm. having just played for him. Like, what yeah. does he say? He said a lot of nice things and was just like, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> what do you guys say to that? You just, know, we're just like, like, you are, you know, we're huge fans. You're incredible. You know, what What do you say to somebody who's like the master of music? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Especially as a fellow musician. We were just like, yeah, you know, we just express how much we loved everything that he does. What did he say that he liked inspiring. about your music? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's hard to remember. I, I don't. I honestly don't remember the conversation that well, except because you know we were so starched. Yeah, 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 nervous, like, ah. of course. You said <laughs> so. this is just leaving college, then. Yeah, right after I graduated. Wow, like what a great way to. Well, yeah, we just got, got very lucky. Like school's done, and the first thing. <laughs> well, what's funny is I was working at a bakery uh-huh. because I needed a day job, right. <laughs> and I had to request off work like with a day's notice or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, how am I going to do it? But basically, I was just like, yo, so I'm going to open for CB1 or I'm not coming to work done. Yeah, <laughs> you know? sorry. And they were, of course, they're like, okay, no problem. <laughs> like, that's a really good reason. <laughs> and it was all fine. But I, Well, if they had said no, you would have just quit. I would have just quit, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no way you missed that. But, um, yeah. So what happens after that show? We kept making music. So that must have been before. Please rewind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we released Please Rewind in 2014, spring again. And I it was 2015. We re released it oh, through re-released? True Thoughts. Yeah. Oh, so okay. we signed with True Thoughts and they re released Please so Rewind. So someone did sign you at that point. Later. Yeah. Later. Yeah. They, <laughs> they signed us after we had already released Please Rewind mm-hmm. on our own. And then we re released it through them. So you recorded that album after college? Yeah. The second one? Yeah. Yeah. What were the major differences like between doing that one in classrooms, like mm-hmm. in between studying for biology and whatever, yeah, and then leaving school, having one album, having done the Stevie Wonder thing, like this is now ostensibly going to be your life, like this is your career. Yeah, well, I was um, Andres was still in school, so it goes. Max is one year older than me, and then me, and then, and then Andres, Andres is one year, year older. Okay. younger. Yeah. So we kind of all staggered. Um, so, I don't know. I was working a lot at the bakery to make rent, and I was right. teaching a lot of music lessons because I teach woodwinds to like yeah. sixth graders, and playing a little bit. So I don't I seem felt, that excited about teaching. Oh, woodwinds I love to teaching woodwinds. No, seriously, like, okay. it's so much fun. It's okay. like saxophone. It's like such an easy instrument to start. It's not like a brass instrument or mm. like a string instrument where you have like this huge hurdle. Right. You just make a sound. You just blow. You know, it's <laughs> so it's, sixth graders can like play pretty easily yeah, yeah, to start yeah. out with, and. Yeah, I I love teaching. But you didn't like beginners. the bakery that much. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I felt I felt really busy even though I had just yeah, yeah, graduated. So I was just, you know, recording in my room after work basically was how we did the other the next album. So you recorded the whole thing in your room? Yes, except for maybe horns. We did somewhere probably at USC again cuz Andres was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're recording, I record everything in my room. Really? So I recorded the album we just are working on now in my room as well. So are you so. guys all in there? Nope, it's or just me. Just you and then. And the guys do all of their work kind of in their rooms as well. So they each have Logic File. Okay. And 
I have a bounce of their logic file in my session, mm-hmm. and then I just do all the vocal stuff. And so there's never that time where all three of you are in a. This time around, we did some retreats where we went. Max's girlfriend's family has a cabin in Lake Arrowhead, oh, okay. and so we did two week long recording retreats. That's great. Um, those, and so what happens on those retreats? Because I, I have a so friend. Fun. Who's, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my friend who's about uh, to do that is like. Yeah, we're gonna do a retreat, and we're all gonna do psychedelics, and we're all oh, gonna, that's funny. we're all gonna we're all gonna make something. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I well, look what, forward to that. We went into the retreat with like all the songs that we're gonna be on the next album, right. and it was just like we were there just to record, and because we all work, you know, and life is busy, and it's so nice to just get away and just have the, your entire day. Right, that's the only thing. Yeah, and not only that, but to like. I love Max and Andres. They're like some of my best friends. And we're so busy and we work so much together that we don't like just hang out. And it's so nice to like just hang with them all day. You know, we would like go for a walk or watch The Office or, you know, like put music on really loud in the house and like rock out. But most of the retreat, Max and Andres were downstairs recording keys or whatever. And then I was upstairs recording vocals. Really? So even then you guys are not... Like you're upstairs and they're downstairs. Yeah, I just I like recording vocals by myself. Really, you don't like doing the whole. No, because like, I have complete control. You know, I can try stuff out, and I know how I want the vocals to sound. So, and I know how to like do it. Um, you just press record and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I guess so? my because I I think that's an interesting approach. I know more and more people are doing that where they, I'm just gonna do it in my room. I'm gonna do it by myself. And it then we sounds can, yeah. I, I know it sounds to good. me. It sounds comparable yeah (laughs) well yeah obviously as someone who's listened to you know um both of your albums Mm -hmm. many times like i i couldn't have noticed the difference (laughs) but i guess i'm interested in like that collaborative spirit Uh it's still collaborative just because they're not are you like running up and down stairs i'll show them like if i have a new idea Hmm. i'll do like a rough recording of it and Hmm. then i'll have them come listen to it and be like what do you think should anything be different or mm-hmm. are you down? Most of the time they're down. So yeah. then I'll just like go for it. So what happens in these live shows? The live shows? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Because you don't often, you don't like record the stuff together. Do you, pr- right. you, do you guys practice together though? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have like two rehearsals before the show. And right. Kind of. Is that, do you find that to be as good as like you doing it independently? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they've played the part so many times along to me singing it because I'll send them like a rough vocal track to go along with. And then I've sung it, you know, I recorded it to their track. So it doesn't feel any different to me, really. Mm -hmm. Well, I I guess, I don't know why I'm, it's just like straight. I don't know why it's it's like hard for me. It is, yeah. It's to very comprehend. pieced together. It's not like we all sat down and just like rocked out on a tune, and then right. that was the thing, and then we sat in the same room and recorded it. It's very separate. But mm-hmm. I think that we're so on the same page musically mm-hmm. that that's why it works so well. And I'm like amazed. Well, because I've I've been writing songs for a while, and I've co-written with a lot of different people um, and enjoyed it. But like I've never had such an easy time with two people like if i give them a verse and a chorus and ask them to write a bridge i always love the bridge or you know if i give them something and they add something to it like a horn line or change some of the chords like i always love it it's so i i trust them a lot musically and respect them a lot musically yeah to be in a band with someone you're putting a lot of stock and like a lot of emotional and like musical weight into them yeah and i'm just grateful that like they like what i do over their mm. songs because they're always they're always making beats in their room and tracks and stuff and they'll just like i'll just get emails every few weeks with like here's what i've been working on if yeah. you want to write over it you know um and i'm like uh yes i do because <laughs> i love this because <laughs> yeah. i love you guys so i'll like you know have it in my car and sing along to it and try and come up with something and then send them a draft and Whenever they're like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm like, score. <laughs> you know, like I'm so glad that they're down because yeah. I love what they do. Yeah. And both of them actually released EPs on their own, just of oh, tracks yeah? that they've produced. Okay. Um, so Max Max's EP is called Reverie and Andres' EP is called 
I think the Water EP, mm. and I highly recommend them. They're really, okay. really beautiful. Yeah, they're like I think they're five songs or something, just like really cool production tracks. You're talking about songwriting. Uh-huh. Where does that come for you? Like, where where do you find like you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden, yeah, wait, that's oh, that's a good line. Or like, is it listening to music or is it all? Uh, listening to music is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but music usually with I'll lyrics? just sit down. Yeah, okay. usually I'll sit down at a piano and just play and sing along until I find something I like. Oh, okay, that's how I like to write. Mm. Do you think your songs are like autobiographical? Uh, some of them are, and some of them aren't. <laughs> some of them are like older experiences or like things that I see other people mm. going through, and then some of it is like my own stuff. Yeah. See, so. now I know. I want to know which ones is. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so it's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. What happened on this third album that is not yet to be released? What happened? We have 13 tracks. Oh. And is there a title? Are you not allowed to tell me what the title is? Though? We're still deciding on the title. Okay. Do you have work like a few a few different ones? Yeah, we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been brainstorming. Um, so a few of the ones in the runnings are like the names of some of the tracks. Cause so in you know, in logic when you make a file, you have to name it right away. Okay. So I'll get these tracks in my inbox to write to that have right. like funny names. Um, See now I gotta can you tell me these names? Is that not allowed? Applesauce is one. Rice okay. cake reward is one. Wait, what's that? Rice cake reward. Rice cake reward. <laughs> is this a food based album? I know it should be. <laughs> um Fifteen North was one because Andres wrote it while he was on Driving down the 15 North. Yeah, so we we kind of tried to pull from some of that, mm-hmm. and so we have like a list of things that have to do with the music that's on the album. Right. We're just trying to figure out what we like. Or applesauce. I kind of like that. Maybe it's because <laughs> I just like applesauce. But. Uh, Max told me he was working on the beat, and he was like, "Abby, give me a random word," and uh, she was like, "Applesauce," and then that was the track. So, there it is. Yeah, Abby. <laughs> what has been the most surreal or unexpected experience while because you guys toured a little bit right yeah Yeah. i think just going somewhere far away and having people show up and like know Know your song song is like crazy yeah that's gotta be amazing (laughs) it's crazy so yeah that's always it's still surprising to me right do people come Uh, up to you guys after the show and be like i love your music yeah, yeah. And then, does that ever get old? No. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that, yeah, so that people can hear it that we don't know, like yeah. all over. That people know the the words to it. Right, just, yeah. And that they're like meaningful to them. Yeah. You know, I like, yeah. So are you comfortable now saying that like, you guys are a band. You know, you're, this is your job now. That's yeah. That's what I want. That's what you yeah, want. Yeah, I want. If I had my way, Moonchild would be my job all the time, and it's getting closer and closer. Right. You know, we're getting more things are happening, and and mm-hmm. I've slowly been able to stop my, some of my other work. But right. we all gig and teach on the side. I was wondering when you're teaching, you're someone who's incredibly talented, but when you're teaching some of these kids, I guess I'm interested in your theory. Do you think that there's sort of like an innate thing someone has to have to be a good musician or can it all be taught? I think that some people pick it up easier than okay. other people do. But I think that if it doesn't come easy to you, if you're passionate about it, then you can be on the same level, you mm. know, just by practicing. What about so, singing though? Singing, I think anyone can sing. Really? I think that the voice is an instrument and if you learn how to use it and you have you train your ear, then anyone can sing. Mm. Cuz when I first started singing, I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that much about the voice, mm. but over the past few years, I've been like taking voice lessons and trying to understand my voice as an instrument more. And I've felt myself get more comfortable with my own voice and be able to sing more complicated mm. things. And, you know, like I've felt myself grow and that makes me think anybody can, you know, like right. if you know how your voice works and you train your ear, then... I, I think anybody can sing. And we're in LA. Like, there's so many amazing singers here. It's like... Yeah. And it's definitely one of the hardest things to do, Def I think. Yeah. But I think that if you... I think everybody can get better at it. Because okay. a lot of my friends who are musicians, they'll, like, write songs, and I hear them sing along to it. I'm like, yeah, you should sing that, you know? Because that's what somebody did for me. It was like, you should sing that at your show. And oh, I was who like, did that? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember like showing some songs to people and they're like, oh yeah, why, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. And so like, that's what encouraged me to try it. See, that's so, so that's so strange yeah. to me because it sounds like, it seems like you have such a singular voice that I can't fathom the idea that like you weren't always singing. Well, like, good. There, there's, like a, there's like a time where <laughs> I'm like, I'm very happy to hear that. It's just so, I don't know. It's, like, you didn't start singing till college? Correct. Right? Yeah. So it's been eight years. So, like, in high school, you never you never just sang? Like, you never just... I didn't... You sang to yourself. I sang to myself, but I was, like, I never performed. I was kind of shy at okay. first. Uh, and, uh, are you less shy now? Huh? Are you less shy now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is it... How does it feel when you're... When someone's like, she sounds like Erica Badu and yeah, Amy Winehouse combined. <laughs> It's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Erica Badu is one of my favorite singers. So Amazing. It's a compliment to me that people would be able to hear Does that Does that freak you out, voice. though, that you're being compared to, like, no. some of the most? No, it's a big compliment. I mean, you know, like, you want to sound like yourself, but it's cool that, that people can hear that influence right. in there. So Yeah. Yeah. I just think if I was, in my head, if I was compared to those two, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, no, it's a huge compliment. What? Every time I'm like, thank you, like, honestly, thank you, you yeah. know, because <laughs> she is the bomb. Yeah, she is. <laughs> the bomb. Yeah, there you go. It's back. The word of the bomb's back. <laughs> she is, yeah. <laughs> she is the master. So. Has she heard your music? I don't know. I don't know. Have you? It's possible. Yeah. Um, I know Jill Scott found our music and she has been amazing and just like shown a bunch of her friends and crazy so then james poiser heard it and ninth wonder heard it and dj jesse jeff heard it and robert glasper heard it. like i know it's been passed around because we've gotten you don't know how excited i am by all the people you just <laughs> i know said. me too seriously <laughs> yeah. i like we've been amazed like just on twitter like we get right. little messages or shout outs and we're like oh my god like yeah. we love you so much <laughs> like, like i can't believe you heard our music and so much of it is like thanks to jill just being supportive That's and amazing. Like, passing it around so it's possible that she's heard it i mean i hope so because i love her mm. but i don't i, I love i body is probably my favorite I wanted to make an album again. Yeah, yeah. Like not the thing she dropped this year was like I don't know. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. I'm not I'm not trying to bad my. Yeah, I, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, but it's not Mama's Gun. Well, that it's hard. It's hard. She doesn't to, have to do that. I just want like even New America or yeah, uh, yeah. Part Two was yeah. solid. I love Part Two. Yeah, Part Two has a lot of good I stuff love on there. Part Two. But yeah. she's I need to hear because like D'Angelo came back. Did you think? As someone who loves D'Angelo, yeah, I love talking to, about this with people. But did you yeah. did you think he was going to come up with another album? Yeah, at some I thought point. he would at some point. Right, it'd been fifteen um, years. Yeah, and what's funny is like we didn't discover him until college, right? Which was I don't know eight years after the first after Voodoo. Yeah, so we only had to wait. I don't know, eight years or whatever. Yeah. We had half of the Yeah, wait. I only had to wait and we three were or four like years. So. dying for a new album. And I was like, I can't imagine people who had to wait. 15 like, years. Like, oh my God, I'd probably lose hope. I but, think people did lose hope. Yeah. I think people was, uh, that's not going to. But he's such a genius and he like, music yeah. is in him and he plays all those instruments. Right. And just obviously, I think people like that will always make music, mm. whether or not they put it out or, mm. you know. Have, have you seen him perform before? Yes, it's the best show I've ever been to. That's exactly my word. I saw him here, here last year. At Klamnokia? 
Yeah. That's the show I went to. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. That was the <laughs> was best insane. show. insane. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. That's the best show I've ever been to. That's, okay. There's some weird parallels yeah. here. That, that's what I always tell everyone. And you know yeah. what? It's like one of the only shows I've been to by myself. Really? Yeah. Okay. No one, people was like, yeah, I don't want to pay. I pay like $80, $90. Dude, I paid way more than I wanted to. And I was I, kind of sad about it. But then I got there no. and I was like, I would have paid double to be here. No, I thought, <laughs> in my know? head, I was like, like, I'm willing to pay $300 for this. I don't care how yeah. much it is. I'm going. Yeah. And it's the best show I've ever been to. It was so good. I don't know what, like the Ooh. whole. I I think I started crying when he, just the whole, his arc. Yeah. Well, this is becoming a D'Angelo conversation, yeah, not a Moonchild conversation. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his arc of just leaving, hating what Voodoo did and and people being obsessed because you know, I don't know if you like are familiar with his narrative, but like he would perform Voodoo, and people would just yell at him to just take his shirt off and play Untitled. Yeah. Because that that you know that music video yeah yeah where it's 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 you know it is what it is, and he became a symbol that I don't think he entirely he, he's just like such a skilled musician. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of women feel that way about playing music too. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm sure. Yeah, I think that that's a common narrative in in the music industry. Right. Do you feel that for yourself? No. I'd say I, I haven't seen that. No, I don't. But I think that a lot of women do. Yeah. So I guess he got that and then he fell into drugs and depression and mm-hmm. then i didn't know if he was gonna come out yeah. i wasn't sure and then black messiah was amazing, amazing. <laughs> of course yeah when you're watching that show is there a party that's like god damn it how, how are we ever gonna do that how am i ever no. gonna do something that great no i just was like really taking it in the whole that's time that's good yeah okay. so you're a healthier just... person than i because when i read a book because i i write yeah. Fairly often, I'm like, oh, God damn it, I can't write that well. There's no way. There's no way that's gonna happen. No, I just yeah. But when you read your favorite author, yeah, you're probably not like, shit. You know, you're like, this is amazing, I, and yeah, I, I'm like, eighty percent. This is amazing. Twenty percent, like, I'm envious. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course, everybody wants to. Yeah. Every band wants that to be their life. So you guys could open for D'Angelo. That would be that'd be good. I think it was Meg Mac who opened for them. Cool. I don't remember. I yeah. don't know if I saw the opening band. They were good. Yeah, cool. they were solid. Cool. That'd be who? Who would you like to open for the most? So many people. Yeah. Jill Scott, Erica Badu, D'Angelo, Emily King. Okay. Hiatus Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. See, the highest coyote. There's definitely so much oh, there's so alignment good. between you guys. I love them. Yeah, that's good. What do you think needs to happen to make this your life? Like the only thing you do? Because you have like, the, the question to me is not talent. Thank you. And I, I gotta okay. stop complimenting the band. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like it's really true. And I guess there's a part of me that's frustrated because I'm not over- exaggerating when I say that when I show Moonchild to people, everyone loves it. Like no one dislikes. No one's like, okay. oh, it's not, they sound okay. Oh, they sound like someone I've heard before. Yeah, yeah. No one says that. So I guess I'm just wondering like, what it has to be done to bring it out there, put it out like, I don't know. I, like, I Yeah, just more people need to hear it, I guess. Right. And a lot of, I think that people have been really amazing and have been showing their friends. Like everybody that I talk to after a show will be like, I showed you guys to all my friends. And it's like, seriously, thank you so much. You know, like that's like the most, the biggest favor that you can do is just like, and that's what I try to do with bands that I like too, is just like show as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, there's so much music out there and it's. But that's, that's the thing like, there's so much bad music out there. There's so much inexplicable. And there's so much good music. There too. is, but, but there's so much. You're more positive than I am. But there's like. There's th- so many good bands out there's there. There's amazing that like bands. Show your- but what about the bands that are not good yeah. and are inexplicably popular? 
See, that's why I'm angry. Cause You're why, angry? Aww. I'm angry for you. You can't be angry. I'm angry because it's just... <laughs> I like Different taste. People walk like the moon, really? That, that, they're going to... They're gonna, Walk the Moon is my sister's favorite band. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I'm sorry. If your sister's probably going to listen to this, so. And I mean, no, no offense to Amber's sister. I don't know her name, but. No, I like. I've heard their stuff. You don't like it? No. I think it's. I think it's good. It's dance worthy. You know what's dance worthy? Huh? James Brown. Oh yeah. I love dancing. I mean, it's like yeah. may- maybe like second favorite thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. Walk to me was like just a. It's like how to dress well to me. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> those bands are in it to me. They're fine. Like they're yeah. not. They're not like yeah. atrocious. But yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, there's a uh, lot of music uh, out there that I don't like too. But yeah, what are the what is I mean, what is that? I'm not gonna trash on it. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I can trash on it, but you can't trash on it. No, you chose to trash on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm interested in what you like and don't like. I can tell you some new bands that I really like. That you should check out. <laughs> You're remaining too positive. <laughs> You're too positive. Let, for let me. me tell you. So Margaret Glassby, I'm okay. obsessed with her. She's okay. got the most amazing voice, and she plays guitar and writes all her own songs, and is just like incredible. And she just released an EP or mm-hmm. an album. So check her out. Where do you discover music? A lot through my friends. Right. Her actually, I found I was watching a Tiny Desk concert on right. YouTube. So cool. And you guys got to do one of those. I would love to do one of those. That would be great. Uh, have you and seen the her, Reggie Watts one? Sorry to No, interrupt. I haven't. No. Okay. I'll stop interrupting. But no, the Reggie you're Wa- good. the Reggie Watts one is amazing and the um Tom Jones one is Oh, and the I'm sure you've seen this one cuz the um, the Flow Rider or no whoever the rapper who like can sing. Cool. I don't know. God. Anderson Park? No. <laughs> no, he can kind of sing. Yeah. He can sing. Oh. Damn it! Remember the song uh, "Buy You a Drink"? No. Like yeah, okay. It's a guy. <laughs> T Pain. T Pain. Have okay. you seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay, T Pain, who's made really, in my opinion, terrible songs. He has a beautiful voice. That like oh, cool. they, the studios, the record labels made him like kind of auto tune because that was in vogue then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm rambling, but you should you should listen okay, to that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so go on about your... I have more friend. bands. Okay, so Joey Dasik okay. is an amazing singer, piano player, and saxophonist. Mm. And he's coming out with an album. Theo Katzman is in Wolfpack. He's an amazing singer-songwriter, too. Where do you think Moonchild is moving in terms of genre and style? I think that we don't really put much thought into that. That's good. I think, that's a good <laughs> I think that we all... We study jazz. We love jazz. And we all love neo-soul, R&B. Right. And so I think every album is that because those are our favorite genres, although we all listen to other music as well. And then every album that we make, we have heard more music. So, like, we've heard more from Taylor McFerrin or, you know, like different producers or different singers or Heidi's Coyote or, you know, like new music comes out and we get inspired by that too. And and we learn more about recording and we explore more about instrumentation. So like on this album that's coming out, we have harp, which we've never had before. And more strings. Uh, just does the string arrangements. They're really beautiful. So I feel like we just, we kind of, ha- we have the music that comes out of us, which is informed by what we love. And then every time we make new music, it's informed by the new stuff that we've been checking out. Did you think when you were doing this junior year, that it would come to this? No. <laughs> really? We didn't really have like grand plans. We just were like, let's put out an album. Yeah. And then we just recorded and put it online. And then, you know, like we were excited that it right. did well because that's, I mean, I think all of us, our favorite thing is doing Moonchild. So right. that's what we all would like to do. So back then you didn't, you didn't think this could. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we had faith in it, you know. Right. We're like, this is music that we are proud of, and that, and so let's. Well, let's know. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like let's be rock stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's you not know? what I meant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now you're giving me shit. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. That's okay. I just meant like, I think. You I mean, need... I have faith in it. Okay. Yeah. No. Totally. Like, I'm very proud of right. of the albums, and I, I like. Do you want to not teach and just do this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the goal. Yeah, I love teaching. But I would like to try just doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting closer. Yeah. So I agree. 
So what happens in like five years? Um, let's make a prediction. Ha! Let's let, let's have this interview be a there time capsule. There will be two more albums. <laughs> We've got about every two years going okay. for, for so us. This, when, when's the new album coming out? <laughs> We're hoping to release in the fall. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. It's pretty much done. So yeah. we just got to figure out a game plan for mm-hmm. how to put it out there. And then, yeah. Yeah. I have faith that's going to work out. Hoping to tour. We're all kind of itching to tour right now. Cause you want to travel and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Japan in July. Oh, my God. Which I'm, I don't know how that happened, but I'm very excited. How, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. We just got a call from our booking agent and our manager, and they're like, so we got you three dates in Japan. So people in Japan like Moonshine. I guess so. Actually, you know, we 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 did something through Sweet Soul Records there. They put our album in some record stores there. So we knew that some people had heard it there, but we didn't mm-hmm. know that it was that that's we could be, go. Yeah, it's got to be surreal. We are so excited. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. That's happening. Yeah, yeah. And this is like yeah. the beginning of it happening. Like it's, 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 it's on the verge. Yeah. We'd love to do it in the fall. Last fall, we toured. We opened for the internet for a month, which was so fun. Yeah. Like they, they're the bomb. Obviously, they're a great <laughs> band. They put on an amazing show. They're really nice and supportive, and and so uh, we would love to do another thing like that, opening for a great band. Yeah, yeah, such a good way to get your music out there, and because you know they packed the house everywhere we went, so mm-hmm. we got to go to cities we'd never been to and just like play for a bunch of people who. Right. Who like R and B and you know, <laughs> crazy. It was it was the best opportunity. So plus, you never know when you go to shows with the opening band. You're like, oh man, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. They may not be good. Yeah, and that's my. Know. I think one of my favorite things about concerts is when they are good. Yeah, like they're surprisingly good because yeah. the person that you paid a ticket for is probably going to be good. Yeah, like by and large, like you're not gonna. Yeah, I knew D'Angelo was going to be great. I didn't know it was going to be the best show ever that I've been to because <laughs> yeah. you can't know those things. Yeah. <laughs> But when the opening bands are great, it's like, whoa, mm. I, I didn't even know about this. So I wish you luck. Thank you. Though you don't really need luck. You just need people to listen. It's so much luck. You think it's so? It's so much luck. I think, yeah. I mean. I think if you guys weren't as skilled as you were, I, I would say you'd need more luck. But I don't know. I think <laughs> I think you're going to be fine. Thank you. We just got to like maybe walk around with an, I, an iPhone mm-hmm. with your album and then just put it on people's heads and be like, you have to listen to this for two minutes. Just give it two minutes. Just walk around LA doing that. Yeah. I don't know if people would like that, but. I don't think so. No? No. Too intrusive? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for doing this. Yes, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. All right, so long. latest record called Voyager is out on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you find your music. If you'd like to learn more about the group, be sure to visit their website at www.thisismoonchild.com. We'll include links to that and more in our show notes at www.talkeasypod.com. As always, our show is executive produced by David Chen, graphics by Ian Jones, illustrations by Krishna Shinoi, Music and sound by Dylan Peck. Our associate producer is Valerie Ettenhofer, and the show is produced by Nora Knight. I'm Sam Fragoso. Thank you for listening to Talk Easy. I'll see you next week.
The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.